you kill the president? No, I've not been charged with that. Well, either you're closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge, or you are not aware of the caliber of disaster. Oh, the Emperor has been expecting you. You gotta get your mind right. Warning. Common sense incoming. Alive. It's alive! Warning. This contains explicit material suitable for children. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? This is the Black. What they're saying? What are they talking about? They're not opening the show with Donald Trump or Nancy Pelosi or any of those people that are always all over the place. It just goes to show you it's always something. Moreover, it goes to show you that at some point, you know what? I can't speak for Dave and I won't do that, but I will say hello and I fucking had enough. <laughs> of all of it. So let's talk about Lee Harvey Oswald today. And you know, hi Dave, how you doing, man? Hey there. <laughs> oh, all right. Good old Lee Harvey. First of all, before we get too, too far in, we're live on our YouTube channel this time around, so check it out if you want. It's The Blab. <laughs> we're live on Facebook at this moment. Now, we've had buffering and, and frame drop and all that shit problems for a week or two or three. We may have that today. If it happens, just you know, hang in there with us to do what you need to do. Uh, we've discovered a magic way after the fact the post live presentation both at the podcast site and the vidcast site will be pristine copies of each so look forward to that as far as it goes okay now we'll get back to lee harvey in a little bit i just wanted to open up with something besides donald frankly i'm over it dave and i were chatting just a few minutes ago before we went on camera and here's what i said if i had a magic power and i could flip and <laughs> flip my lid if i could snap my fingers and make shit happen it would be election day tomorrow and I think the metaphor that I used was, it's like a colonoscopy. Let's go get the tube shoved up our ass, find out if we've got cancer and we're all going to die, or whether we're going to live to fight another day. Because at some point, it's just, it's exhausting. What is that? I saw Skyfall the other night. And oh, uh, at James the, Bond? Yeah, at the end when Bond is running across the ice and, and Silva or whatever his name is. They've been fighting each other for an hour in the movie. And, and Silva, Javier Bardem does a wonderful job as a villain. He just goes, he, just, he goes, Mr. Bond, this not killing each other is exhausting. <laughs> and I said, boy, there's a metaphor right off the bat. So that's too funny. Before we start, we'll get into Lee in a minute, but I just wanted to introduce something different. Also, we usually have a big blab story to kick it off. And Dave is unaware of what I'm about to do. We're not going to have a big blab story because it's like. Between Donald and Joe and Joe and Donald and Cubby and Karen and all the crap that's going on, you know, whatever the, that's the big blab story. Well, once again, a little tired of that. A lot tired of that, as I'm sure many of you are. So what I thought we'd do is kind of kick it off in a political, in other words, get the politics out of the way. I'm not going to put a time limit on it per se, but I'm going to be watching the clock. And in about 12 to 15 minutes, if we're still on that shit, I'm going to go, all right, that's enough. And let's move on. So to get it started, I'm going to uh, kick the ball to uh, start the game if we can. And uh, Dave will testify that many of the folks who watch the show know that Dave is a glass half full kind of guy. And if I'm opening my mouth, most of the time it's some of that lib dribble. All right. Dixie Chicks. Thank you. (laughs) Dixie Chicks now call themselves the Chicks. Yeah, shut up and saying blah, blah. I stumbled across a couple of ladies, and I'm going to be polite and cordial. They call themselves the chicks on the right. 
You may have seen their website or their Facebook page. Is that the uh, black ladies? No, no. This is this is oh, very white ladies. This is like they're both bucking. Oh, white for, ladies, okay. They're both bucking for a gig. Caucasian ladies, to be precise. They're both bucking for a job on Fox. You'll tell in a minute here. Um, they post on Facebook frequently. Here's about ninety seconds of uh, their sisters, as I said, middle aged, and they're quite attractive and quite articulate, but. Well, let me just share this with you, and then we'll have a little chitty chat. Check this out. You know, we're mature now. <laughs> Why do you ever remind me of that? Oh, I'm mature. I just turned 49 last week, and I'm mature, and she's older than me. Not Why would I point that out? I mean, it just is reality. It's just what it is, okay? So I know you've been getting, like, a gajillion mailers. Listen, it's going to start any second. Yeah. yeah, you're 49. About six months before I turned 50, mm-hmm. I started getting bombarded yeah. with mailers from AARP reminding me that I'm about to be old. <laughs> There's so much to, you know, that's, that was not a Saturday Night Live sketch. It's the conservative alternative. Let me just thematic this, let me just thematic this conversation for the next couple of minutes with this. Really? The AARP is what we're going after now? Because they're the conservative alternative. You guys, and by the way, Dave, I made a mental note. I think we could dress up the show considerably if both of us wore some, you know, you, I'll wear a T-shirt and you, we can trade it off. You have a, a sexy print blouse, grow your hair a yeah. little longer, and I'll get the short little bob cut. And we have to we have to do a lot more of this. <laughs> you guys, you know, to kind of fit in with what's going on. That's, uh, that's some cackling vagina there. I don't know what, what's... <laughs> AARP seems to be fine. I didn't know that they were a liberal organization. Yeah, well, see, and that's the other thing. The little things I notice that a lot of people don't because, you know, I'm crazy. Have the courage of your convictions, ladies. If you're going to set yourself up to be morons and, and be called morons, then go the whole, go all in. It's like uh, in Tropic Thunder. You got to got to go full retard. Okay, you got to go full retard. <laughs> because she said, notice the, the 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 Bob one, the 49-year-old said, you know, it doesn't have all that liberal, well, you know, guys, say bullshit if that's the way you feel about it. 
You know, I've been, I've been married to one or both of those women somewhere along the way. I'm going to have major flashbacks. When I, I, I do know they are, they are, uh, God, I can't even talk. The AARP is a lobbying group. I do know that, but I didn't know what, I never, they never really make their stance public. No. I've been a uh, member. I don't know I, how you would tell. I've been a member of AARP for 10 plus years just because I got that. You know, I get, you know, I get a magazine every quarter. I get a little circular thing like the parade magazine every two weeks, I think. Did you get the trunk caddy? I did. I, yeah, as a matter of fact, I did. Nice gifts. I get a lot of useful information and I'm not going to even going to slam AMAC because I don't, but it's the point is. I don't know anything about AMAC. Well, they're obviously shilling for AMAC. That's the thing that gets right, lost. But here's, right. the, here's the other part that bugs me. See, because these are the little things that mean a lot to me. It's the old, you know, if you're going to, what is it? I quote Bogart so often now. The line in uh, Casablanca where he and Peter Laurie in the beginning are sitting at the table talking. And Peter Laurie goes, you think I'm a parasite, don't you? And Bogart says, I don't mind a, a parasite. I just object to a cut rate one. Well, I'm kind of like that with this kind of shit. You know, you want to be a, a right-wing idiot, then be a right-wing idiot, but have the courage of your convictions and do it. <laughs> so here's the other part of it. Here's the little thing. If you're going to do that kind of shit, now watch very carefully on, on camera. Those of you who are watching the vidcast, Dave will have to see the feed to maybe see what I'm about to do here. But if you're going to, and obviously they're doing it on a cell phone. And not, there's not a video camera set up because if they were, they could do what I'm doing right now, which is speaking to you and looking into the camera, which gives you the, the impression that I'm looking right into your eyes when right. both of them spent the entire two minutes there doing this. So anyway, guys, what you have to do is, you know, you guys and, and you spend half the time instead of them accomplishing anything. A lot of people are probably sitting there thinking, who the fuck are they talking to? <laughs> They're over there. Does it matter? Of course it matters, because it's all in presentation. Right. And I'm not taking up for the AARP, but is this what we've come to? Yeah, and and, and again, I, I know nothing about AMAC, but, I mean, this is capitalism. If, if AMAC is an alternative that wants to compete, i got no problem with them, but, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. But here's here was the point of bringing it up at all, and this was my little mini, mini rant. And this isn't new territory. We've talked about this before. It's another example. This one was funny and a little fun, I guess. But here's the underlying sliminess of this thing, okay? It's just another example of what's really wrong with everything in this country right now. That's just another bunch of cacklers. Fun chicks. (laughs) You guys! Kardashianism. But they want to yank it all the way back to the right. And somebody's going to come along tomorrow and want to yank it all the way back to the left. Nobody ever wants to spend any time in the middle anymore. And guess what? We'll go into yanking later in the show. (laughs) Tubin USA. (laughs) But life has lived in the middle, people. I'm here to tell you. I don't give a shit who you are, what color you are, what gender you are, how old you are, how much experience. I'm old now and I've got more insurance. And I'm here to tell you, life has lived in the middle. Not way to the left, not way to the right, and and they're That's exhausting. Why you're always stuck in the middle again. They're exhausting. Yes, and it's exhausting, and it's yes. a, okay. Now, real I'm tired. Quick. I'm tired. I'm Scott. tired. <laughs> so tired, exhausted. All right. I said last week that after the election, or possibly in January, we'd try to cut down our Donald Trump shit to maybe like seven, eight, ten minutes each week. And I thought, but you know what? I just got, I couldn't get away much out of the house this week. So a little bit of cabin fever and that fatigue too. And I don't spend that much time watching the news, but I just, you know, I'm, I'm over it. 
I really am. I meant what I said earlier about let's just have the fucking election tomorrow and be done with it one way or the other because I'm tired of hearing Donald. I'm tired of looking at him. I'm tired of hearing about him. Joe, eh, you know, Joe's okay, but I'm cra- I'm not crazy about that shit either. And for the next two weeks, all we're going to hear and see is the crazy shit that's going to go on. So this thing we'll do, we talked about doing after the fact, narrowing the Trump stuff down. Well, that's from here on out as far as I'm concerned. We call it Trump in 10 minutes or less. And I'm going to tell you what I tell you before, and then and that's all I got to say about it. Can I can I say something? Of course, uh, first. Of course, you don't have to ask permission. Just we'll, call right it, we'll call this segment. Talk, talk over me, man. It's like a debate. We'll have a real thing on it. <laughs> we'll call this segment um, naming a segment in ten seconds. <laughs> you got to say it again because you, you're you're buff you're buffering on your end, and your punchline got lost. What did you oh, say? I'm sorry. I said we'll call this segment naming a segment in ten seconds or less. Yeah, right. there you go. That's it. That's right. Yeah, that that then we'll work on that too. All right. Here's all I got to say. He, he's not there's nothing beneath him there's nothing there's nothing he won't say or do at this point he's he's desperate and he's and he's coming apart at the seams there's that he's going to rag on everybody and he did this past week which is one of the reasons I don't want to go chapter and verse with it because it's just all that all the news talk shows are doing it all the you know all of them and there's there's a lot of wrong and there may a little right scattered throughout of it they're going to mute the microphones at the debate tomorrow night, if it occurs in Nashville at Belmont University, the uh, commission said, and I don't even have in front of me, they, some left-handed marble mouth bullshit about, well, what we're going to do is create a technological situation which will allow the candidates to adhere to the policies with which they had agreed at a previous, which is just their plain English way, or not a plain English way, because they can't say it in a politically correct environment. They can't say Donald Trump is a fucking two-year-old and can't shut his goddamn mouth long enough to let anybody else talk, so we're going to have to stick a sock in his mouth every now and then. And he said, and I tell you, I tell you what, dude, letting Biden talk would have been my game plan. There you go. Well, that's you fine. I mean? There you go. That's fine. Because, but, but, you know, little but. Yeah. He, if uh, Donald said he'll participate, but it's so unfair. Well, of course it's unfair. Anything that doesn't give Donald what he wants, when he wants, as much as he wants, however he wants, is unfair in Donald's brain. But, and here's the 10 second editorial. Everybody in the world, except for the red hat droolers, and fuck all of you, love you, okay? That small little demographic that's never going to go away, but doesn't really amount to a hill of shit. Everybody else suffers, because instead of getting any kind of reasonable conversation between two people and what they may or may not be able to offer the citizens of the country, in terms of making their lives livable, let alone better, is non-existent. Yeah, and I mean, that's why I thought... When we discussed the vice presidential presidential um, debate, debate, I thought it was uh, you know they it was two grown ups talking. At least they're making points. It was and, two grown ups yeah, talking. Yeah, so that was yeah. I, I don't understand unless they're going to put him in boxes, Scott. I don't understand how muting the mic because if Trump shouts, it Joe's mic's going to pick it up. That's just miking one hundred one. Yeah, and we, you know what I mean. Yeah, and you know they're, they're only twelve feet apart. Yeah. The point is, my mind hasn't changed since 10 seconds after the first debate. These things are pointless. They're a waste of money. They're a waste of time. They're a waste of energy. They're a waste of resources. They're a waste. I, you and I have agreed 
we don't we don't drastically agree on anything although we have our moments of compatibility but i think we drastically agree on the fact that no neither one of them is going to do anything from this point the fucking election is over it's over it's done all that needs yeah. to happen is the votes need to be cast nobody's yeah. going to change their mind yeah people are polarized and they're one side or the other well, I'm saying, though, that that happens sometimes in other campaigns, too. But in this one, everybody knows who they're going to vote for. Right. There's not, And this is just, it's more theatrical crap than just, I'm tired. <laughs> and it's exhausting. But I will say this, as of this show, and it may have jumped another million or so, the combination of early voting in the states that do it and the mail-in balloting is somewhere around 30 or 31 million right now. And let me hear you tell you, okay, here's the way it goes. People don't, show, and especially in this lazy ass country, people don't show up like that if they're excited about what's going on and they want to be sure that more of that occurs. It's the old how many people ever call into a radio show and say, "Man, I love your radio show. You're doing a super job." But if you fuck up one time, boy, they're on you like white on rice. So, <laughs> and historically, large turnouts tend to favor the Democrats simply because there's more of them. There is yes, yes, yes. So there's that thought. All right. I'm not going to give you the editorial that I did for this thing I posted because this is how tired I am of all of it. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to bore myself with it, <laughs> except to offer this because I put it together real quick and I want to show you for the for the vidcast folks. This is a picture of Donald Trump four years ago before he became president. Standing next to Serge, I can't remember his name, Kowalski, I think, the reporter with the congenital. Saw somebody meme the other day, and rightly so. They said they'll never understand why this Trump campaign wasn't dead in the water the moment that occurred. But we're way past that now. This was before Donald was elected president. And a lot of my friends, people I still like, go figure, said things like, well, you know, he said, what do you got to lose? And maybe he'll rise to the occasion. And that's, although my spidey sense said there was never going to be any chance of that happening. I said, okay, even I, you never know until you do. Well, now it's four years later. And as far as rising to the occasion is concerned, as far as becoming presidential is concerned, that picture is four years old. This picture is about four or five days old. This is uh, one of his little airport gatherings, Donald, in North Carolina. And he was talking about some gesture that, that Joe Biden made at the first debate, something about he raised his hand or moved his hand in some general direction. I don't know whether he was putting himself trying to put himself out of the thing where his hands shake and he can't drink water so but this is what Joe does and that's not a photoshop it's a still picture taken in an exact moment the vidcast or the podcast folks you're just going to have to look look up the vidcast okay there's your president right there ponder on that for a minute we'll be right back so long Let's see if Dave is locked and loaded. My name is true. My name is true. As I mentioned earlier, um, we're running live today on YouTube Live, our Blab channel there, and the Blab channel on Facebook Live. And I just glanced over at our technical uh, information. 
We've got a minor amount of drop frames on the Facebook feed and zero drop frames on the YouTube feed. So part of our problem with with smooth transmission has obviously been Facebook's got some issues. Maybe Zuckerberg didn't pay the fucking rent or something. But if you're having trouble on Facebook, jump over to the YouTube channel, uh, The Blab, and just we're streaming live there. You can see it without any bumps or burps. So anyway, um, now it's, let's see, let me roll forward real quick here. Nope, 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 nope. With one minor exception. Now, see, I'm I'm trying to be a man of my word. With one minor exception, that's all I got on Donald. That's how tired I am of the whole fucking thing. Good, good, good. Let's talk about some. Let's talk about something wholesome and family oriented, Dave. Yes, I think I think it's time. It's time. Do you know who Jeff Tubin is? I do now. I do know. I actually I actually do. He's I've watched his work. <laughs> I've I've seen, <laughs> you know, this is this is a gold mine, Jerry. Comedy gold. See, here's his problem. You're away a lot, Scott. Well, if, unless you've been on Uranus for the last couple of years, he said. No, said I Uranus. said Uranus. Let me let me do my impression of of Tubin on Zoom. Okay, watch watch me very carefully. Okay. Now, you can't really be a hundred percent sure what it is I'm doing. But you have a pretty good idea. So apparently, uh, I go ahead and uh, you know enlighten people who still don't know uh, about the story that can't be beat. Well, well, apparently. Um, oh, first, who he, is Tubin? Tell people who uh, Tubin. Tubin, he he's uh, well, he's a, he's a writer, um, a lawyer. He works for the New Yorker. He he has a he has a radio show too, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, on WNYC. A successful attorney who has been yeah, a successful there. attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes, before the other day, mm-hmm. he was like a, a model guy. He was. Um, and then... Well, he uh, still is in my book. You know, we're yeah, all human. Well, hey, I got no problem with it. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now. Hey, the, they were doing an election simulation uh, featuring uh, New Yorker All-Stars. <laughs> for those listening, Scott is masturbating. <laughs> no, I put that on mute, man. You're not supposed to be able to see that shit. So apparently it was a Zoom chat with you know because of COVID with, between all of the all of these New Yorker all stars and they were they were simulating doing an election simulation some of them playing Trump's team some of them playing Biden's team. Well, uh, they noticed that uh, Tubin was twiddling, <laughs> not tweeting. No, he, no. Now let's 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 be absolutely fair about this. He was he thought he had muted. He says he thought he had muted both the video and the audio. Yes. And it was, it was taking a little break from the conversation, but apparently there was some movement similar to what you're seeing me do just for fun. Right. But apparently some of it was a little lower and somebody apparently saw Jeffrey's Saul Johnson. Peters, yeah. Well, somebody saw Jeffrey's Johnson. So, yes. um, you know, so can't, can't so, beat that. But uh, my question is why when you're doing that, <laughs> why do you need to masturbate at that precise moment in the middle of your job well now see i think that gets into a philosophical discussion you're not going to hear on fox or cnn or msnbc so let's 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 move in that direction for about 60 seconds and then jump off because it's it's a dangerous place to talk i don't i don't question a man's needs or when they come (laughs) no pun intended i mean you know when we're little kids we learn as far as like as far as like pee pee goes we learn when you got to go you got to go well Well, i think i think the converse when you got to come you got to come is probably a reasonable Assumption, wouldn't you think? Well, I mean, 
I don't between songs when the band's playing. I don't say, Mike, hold on a second. I have an urge. <laughs> yeah, but you're you know you know you, the, the danger of spillage onto your snare drum is considerable there. So there's going. Uh, <laughs> Well, apparently, yeah, he, uh, here was his statement. I made an embarrassingly stupid mistake <laughs> off camera. I apologize to my wife, family, friends, and coworkers. Yeah, well, well okay. And as, as crazy as, we, as things are and as, you know, oh, my God, I, I, the desensitivity factor is high. When I read this, I laughed. And then I thought to myself... I. I pondered it for four or five minutes and then I moved on. But my, my pondering consisted of this. There was a time in my life, and I, you know, I'm the last guy in the world to, to critique or criticize anybody that needs to get it off. But I'm just, right. but I, but I'm a tactful person. I don't usually go with the immediate instinct or impulse if I happen to be in a place where like I'm seen by hundreds of thousands of people potentially. <laughs> but, I, but uh, you know what? But it was a measure for me of this is how, this is how numb I think we all kind of are underneath it all. I didn't, have any sense at all of oh my god i can't it was just like eh, you know tubin got caught tubin and there you go and you know what's going to be next week it'll be something and, and, and these days within 24 hours something else is going to happen that's yeah, going to that's true jump us off yeah. the track here's so. my question how long do you think it is before it works again oh a week two maybe at this time of the year he might well you know they might bench him till after the election but after the election, he's a pretty smart guy and a pretty insightful guy, and he's he's a kind of guy that falls into that place, that nice place, kind of in the middle, where you can get some good, reasonable middle opinion from him. So I think, I think, let me look it up. Looking for the jerk off time thing. Where is it? Yeah, here it is. Let's see, jerk off on camera. How long was it before Pee Wee Herman got back into good graces? Never. <laughs> nah, he's fine now. Kids don't even remember that shit. Uh, I'm going to say right after the election. Two weeks. Because I think yeah, the first... been suspended and, and laid off from everything that he was doing. Well, yeah. And... To give him more time to masturbate. And the wheel on the... Well, no, because now... He can focus on what's really important nowadays. That's not going to be any fun now. I'll tell you what he will do, though. I can guarantee you this. He will what? make goddamn sure that that mute button is working and that he has... And I'll give you a quick anecdote to tell you how that works. This is a lesson that a lot of people learn the hard way in the radio business. Uh, this is why we have sharing it about two years ago when I was wandering through the radio station where I used to do the Sunday night show in that same building was a uh, oldies music station. And my friends worked in there. There was the program director was in there talking to the jock who was on the air. Now, I was on my way into the talk station, walking down the hallway, but me being impish at the moment. I pressed open the door of the studio, and I leaned in. Now, I'm a smart guy. I glanced quickly without letting them see me glance quickly and made sure I was cool. But as they're sitting there, I leaned in quickly, and I went, Hey, listen, I'm about to go on the air. Was it cocksucker or motherfucker that I can't say on the air? And both of them immediately, pros and, you know, not prudes, immediately went and looked at the board to see if the mic light was on, on the main right. light. And I started laughing. I said, You think I'm stupid? Of course, I knew that the light was off because I knew the mic wasn't on. Well, you have, you have the, the on, you have the on air signs. There. Of course, you do. But yeah. the, my I point remember, being, my point yeah. being, their instinct, their instant yeah. instinct, before even laughing at the joke, was to glance down. Well, Jeffrey has clearly not been trained in the art of glancing down before he decides to go down. Or has he? <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's that. <laughs> you know, maybe he needs a date. 
or something. <laughs> All right. So thanks. Thanks for the Tuvan update. Well, yeah, um, and Scott, uh, you know who, uh, he's one of my favorites. You know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is, right? Now, don't tell me Tyson's jerking off, because I don't think I can. No, 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 no. Of course. Um, it's Mike deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> that was the episode of uh, Big Bang with Zach, the big doofus that, that, that Penny dated. Mike deGrasse Tyson. Of course. But, I know um, apparently, an asteroid, the, di- the diameter and size of a refrigerator mm. could strike the earth the day before the election. <laughs> well, now here's the thought that pops into my head. I, I'd like some more information on that because I think it matters in the great scheme of things. Would that well, be, would that be your Amana full size 24 cubic feet model or the higher Samsung super turbo with the computer thing in the door, which is an additional Samsung five cubic with feet? The, with the computer, yes. Well, then we're screwed. Um, but it's not large enough to do any serious damage, but, uh, the astrophysicist said, uh, the space rock known as 2018VD1 mm. is hurling towards the earth at a speed of 25,000 miles per hour. Is, there's, there's a good chance it's going to clip the planet on November 2nd. I hope so. <laughs> I do. I hope so. And I'm wondering if there's any way we can get in touch with somebody who can give us a leg up on possibly suggesting a particular place that they might aim that fucking thing so that it, we could you know, do, do the, the most good with it. I don't. I, I tell you what, if we direct it to Thursday night, I can, I can tell you exactly where to aim it. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> right in Jeffrey Tubin's lap. If. Let me let me warn you now, you and I haven't discussed this yet, but this is a good place for me to share this with you, and I haven't been thinking about it. It just popped into my head as things are wont to do. You in particular, but me too, but you and I have to make a pact right now. We have to pinky swear, okay, that come midnight, December 31st, you and I have to make a solemn vow, absolutely pinky swear, pact, call it whatever you want, or call it all those things. That you and I make absolutely no mention, none, zero, zip, about how thankful we are that 2020 is over. Well, we got it. Wait, wait, we got to yeah. just cruise into 2021 and let the let the chips fall. Because if you recall, we did that last year. <laughs> yeah, boy. And I, I tell you, there's moments when I take a personal uh, shovel of guilt in my face for doing that. And then uh, January 2nd, I had my neck filleted. So that was <laughs> this is what, well. The whole list and the list goes on. We've gone from filleted next to and now asteroids are coming. And well, which, I saw meme yesterday, Scott, that made me laugh. And the meme just said, "What if, what if twenty twenty one says to twenty twenty, hold my beer?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and then again, like I said, I hope so. Because I think I th- I think a good fucking rattle the whole world or rattle the country in particular. I've reached that place. I'm like, you know what? When I say the same thing, and I, I know it sounds harsh and cruel and even crude and rude, but this business of people that are, you know, 220,000 people are dead. The hospitals are starting to jam up again. I've got a lot of people, friends on Facebook who are talking about now they're beginning to know people who have either been in the hospital or are going in. This mm-hmm. thing is not, it's not the hysterical panic thing it was in the beginning because we've been living with it for so long, but it's coming back. And yet there are so many people who are just, eh, you know, and my attitude is honest to God has become fuck them. Let them die. Yeah. It's, it's, it's coming back. You know, right now you just have to be, you have to be vigilant and vigilant. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the vigilants are the ones that take the torches and go down the road when things are going on. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you have to do. You have to take the torches. You have to go down. 
Now, what you have to do now, you have to wash your hands, you have to wear a mask, you know. Yeah, and sensible people do and sensible people are, but we're back to that place where, and I just, this is all I'm saying, is this, right, this prevailing and, attitude of. And you have to try to live your life as best you can in this, in these times and understand what you're dealing with. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that common sense went over the head of about 70. Those three things. Yeah, well, you know, back in the world that existed before the big asteroid came like four years ago and obliterated the planet and killed us all and put us into this purgatory (laughs) twilight zone we've been living in for the past four years, that approach would be absolutely correct and right on the money. Unfortunately, it's a day late and four years too short. No, yes, yes, yes. All right, what else you got? Anything? Uh, That's about it right now. All right, well, we'll be back for that. Uh Uh-oh, look, it's time for a random blab. All right, this is more fun than the law allows. I stumbled across this. I don't know who it is. I don't care. It has nothing to do with politics. I will tell you it's a short video made on TikTok, and by short, I mean like less than a minute. But you're going to like it, I'm sure. It's a young gentleman explaining to women that they don't need to worry about all the stereotypes and the uh, you know things they can't live up to challenge-wise, body image, and all that kind of crap. It's not quite that sophisticated. And I have to give you a little information real quick so you'll understand, because he speaks in an accent And there's a couple of times when I listened to it the first time, I didn't quite catch what he was saying. I had to go back and listen to it. There are two things he says. And if I tell you this now, when you hear him, you'll understand it. And it'll be more pleasant for you to experience what he has to say. Uh, He's saying the terms dad bod and mom bod. And he's not talking about towns in the Middle East. He's talking about (laughs) the dad bod is that thing where instead of the buff six pack ab shit, women like guys who have a little paunch, a little swelling, a little goofy, you know, like a dad. Mombod, same principle. A little, a little meat on the bone, as the old expression goes. A little pooch here, a little love, a little junk in the trunk, little yeah. junk in the trunk, stuff like that. Okay, and he's he's a proponent of the whole thing, and it falls into the category of what we're going to do with it here. Is I just want to share it with you because, ladies, this is really and, and dads too, but ladies, this is really good news for you from this insightful fellow. Give him, uh, give him a listen. Hey, look here, public service now, ladies. I told y'all. About the dad bars is where it's at. Now, fellas, the mom bars is where it's at. Yeah, ladies, nobody gives a damn about if you go to the gym two times a day and you want a protein diet. We don't give a damn. You want a hamburger? Get you a hamburger. You want a milkshake? Go get you a milkshake, honey. Them little love handles on the side don't get rid of them. That's what we want to use to hold the hell on. Some of y'all ladies walk around here and nothing but damn lips and nips, and that ain't a track. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. We like a little meat on the mall. A little fat ain't never hurt. When you get a steak, what's on it? A little bit of fat. You get barbecue, what's in it? A little bit of fat. It ain't gonna hurt. I'm telling y'all right now. Y'all keep rocking them all bars looking good and all that good stuff. Good man coming around. He don't give up on him yet. He just ain't got there. He's at the beer store, but he's coming. Come on. I, I just, I feel, I feel privileged to be able to share that kind of wonderful news with, with women everywhere. It almost looks, looks like he's on the golf course. It does a little bit. I think he's out in the field, but that's, yeah, I was looking for the nine, nine, number nine whole flag there. Lips and nips. I thought that was one. Lips that we, and nips. we could put that into a, a sound. Girl. So just so you know, it's just fine. <laughs> he's coming, girl. You want your hamburger? Go get your hamburger. You want a milkshake? Get your milkshake. I like a little uh, love handles. Lips and nips. All right. We do the sophisticated stuff around here, too. All right, real quick, and not real quick necessarily, but we Dave came up with an idea. We may do a special show on the subject in an entire hour's worth. But this week, incidentally enough, 
rather than Trump or Pelosi or McConnell or any of the other boring bullshit that we kind of throw at video-wise at the beginning of our programs, I opened up with a quick clip of Lee Harvey Oswald being interviewed by the press in 1963. Somebody threw out the question, did you kill the president? And he responded, no, I have not been charged with that yet. And that's what we did at the beginning of the show. All right. I want to show you something that popped across my radar this week. This is, I'm going to throw it up on the old uh, graphics here. This is the cover of a book called Me and Lee, How I Came to Know, Love, and Lose Lee Harvey Oswald. It's written by a lady named Judith Very Baker. Not Very Baker, like, wow, she's Very Baker. <laughs> Very is her uh, maiden name, and Baker, obviously. I thought Judith. you said Harry. Harry Baker. Harry Baker. Judith Harry Baker. <laughs> I read this book, actually, coincidentally, about a year and a half ago, a friend of mine, because I spent a number of years, or 10 years, in New Orleans back in the day, in my checkered past. And he turned me on to this book because he knows I'm kind of a Kennedy assassination buff slash geek slash expert. She had, she says, uh, a long, not just an affair, affair, but a long relationship with Lee Harvey Oswald. And I got to tell you something. If you're interested in all that stuff at all, and we don't need to do 20 minutes on the Kennedy assassination. But was this when he was married? Yes, this was in 19, this was the the year, this was 63, this was late 62 into 63 before he was arrested for killing Kennedy. And um, the book is like 280 pages, softbound paperback. It's not just your quick, salacious, tell-all, I had an affair with Lee and blah, blah. I mean, at at some point, about halfway through the book, you got to read about 180 pages before you even get to Dallas. This is how extensive the reminiscence is, and she goes into details. And although the picture is a little hubba hubba on the cover, she's she's actually a doctor or a doctor's assistant of some kind and has worked in research and cancer uh, cure studies and stuff. And she was doing that in those days when she first met Lee. And her, wow. very quickly, her contentions are that he was, in fact, he was in the Marine Corps, but he had been discharged. That he was a he was a low level government agent who had been involved in protecting Kennedy from these kinds of things, and he got set up. And it's a little much more complicated than that. But the reason it came up into my brain is it crossed my radar. Is this uh, posted? She posted this. She has a Facebook page. She posted this this week, and it's uh, her post from Facebook. I'll read it for the podcast, folks. Judith Baker, he dared to train to become a spy. He dared to pierce the Iron Curtain. He dared to return. He dared to marry a Russian and bring her back with him. He dared to pretend to be pro-Castro to protect anti-Castro rebels from Castro's spies, making him vulnerable to attacks from both sides. He dared to penetrate several plots to kill the president. He made an oath as a Marine to obey and saved his life in Chicago. He dared to get involved in the final plots in Dallas, at which time he joined an abort team duped into hoping John F. Kennedy would be spared to live another day. He dared to love and protect the love of his life, making it possible for that woman to one day be able to tell his wife and children in the world that he was an innocent man. I am that woman. My darling, whom I will love forever, by the grace of God, happy birthday, Lee Harvey Oswald. Tell the world this man is innocent. Let justice be done. Heart, Judith, heart. Lee Oswald would have been 81 years old this past week. Wow. And she threw that up there. I just find it interesting. And again, because I'd read the book, I know a lot about this case, but... Do you think our stories valid or it's credible mm-hmm. well I'll put it to you this way credible is in is in the blue zone i'll put it in the minor light blue with just a tiny little bit of red and call it plausible 
plausible, right? I did not get the impression at any time I was reading the book that it was a, which is kind of interesting and semi disconcerting at the same time. All that said, with kind of an asterisk, it fascinates me because I was alive then. I experienced all that as a kid. All my life, I've read and studied and, and been interested in that. Now, in the year twenty twenty, you know. We've a lot of people, even middle-aged people, my own kids are in their 40s now, and they probably look at the Kennedy assassination the way that I looked at the Lincoln assassination when I was a kid. Yeah, that was something that happened way back when. But it's it ties dovetails back into what we what we did. We talked about for a few minutes last week when I threw up the picture of the Kennedy limousine with the blood in the back seat and made my little assertion that I think where we are as a country now, as fucked up as we are, is just the latest position we're in on the downward spiral that we've been in, and in my opinion, since that day. Since it started, yeah. Yeah, because and not because of him per se, but just that was where it just got shot off the rails. And it's been, because after him, pretty shortly after him, was Nixon and Watergate, and then there was him and him and then, and it's just been, and now well, he's he escalating. He was just looking to stop. stop. Yeah, well, and the book you know. is, the book is, and I'm not shilling for the book, uh, it's you can find a paperback on Amazon for probably less than ten bucks if you're interested at all in that kind of stuff and you want to read a completely different point of view from somebody who, to my money, if she didn't know this guy and didn't have this relationship with the guy, she's she needs to be, you know, she needs to run for something because she's got an ability right. to lie beyond comprehension. This is just it's so. Fan, what she says is so fantastic, and it, yet it's written so. And I don't mean fantastic like it's great. I mean fantastic like fan, fantasy. Right. It's so hard to believe, but so well written that you find yourself saying, "Wow, wow, you know, what if?" That's, what, what yeah, if that's crazy. crazy. I, I, I think, think I'll, I'll get, get the audio book. book. There you go. Here we <laughs> read it to me. Yeah, read by Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Say Dilly Plaza one more time. <laughs> All right, we got to play a game. Let's have some fun. All right, it's time for on the button or bullshit, in which I put Dave on the spot by throwing him questions and things that he has no warning about and has no idea and may or may not have any knowledge of it whatsoever. And by the way, Dave. Yes. Want, we haven't different schedules, crazy shit going on the last few weeks. We haven't really had our, our quality bonding time together. So I What's just today's to, game? I know. Well I wanted to tell you, but here's the thing before we do that. I think it would be fun, and I know you're busy and you're working and carrying on, but you got a lot of time too because you're not playing out as much as you were. So you got a few minutes. If you want to flip this thing like every other time or every couple times, feel free. All you have to do is pick a subject, pick five things that can be answered in a true or false, and you have them, and I'll do the dings and the rings and all the rest of that shit. Okay. And you can come at me. How's that? Uh, That works for me. You know, because I'm an equal... I'm like Fox News. I'm I'm fair and balanced, motherfucker. You know what I'm talking about? All right. This week... I meant motherfucker to them, not you. (laughs) Uh, This week, because it's kind of still in the news, Amy Farrah Fowler and her impending confirmation, I thought we would talk a little bit or the subject of our little contest here for Davis to see what his Supreme Court acumen is. Talking about the Supremes. Little or nothing. <laughs> well, it's okay, though, because this is how you learn. And these things I didn't necessarily know, and it's just a fun way to not talk politics while at the same time kind, talking of, talk, politics. kind of talking politics. <laughs> you know, because there's only so much. He said dicks. There's only so much of he this. He said pussy. Because there's only so much of this. 
that I that I can do. <laughs> oh shit! Did I not? Mute For those of you at home, home Scott, Scott is Tubin. I'm Tubin. <laughs> Tubin USA. All right, here we go. Besides confirmation by the United States Senate, there is no other formal requirement to become a justice of the Supreme Court. Is that true or BS? That's uh, that's BS. Nope. It's absolutely true. There is no formal. Absolutely. That's all it takes. And that's why that needs to be changed as soon as possible. You don't have to be an attorney. You don't have to have any bench experience. You don't have to have. Not formally, not not legislatively or regulatorily or any of the rest of that. It's all been basically on the good faith that nobody would put a, put anybody who wasn't at least basically qualified in the job. And all it takes is Senate confirmation. And until Mitch McConnell dies and bursts into fucking flames in hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that mute? That damn mute is getting me in trouble. All right. The Bill what, of Rights. The, what are the chances he, he, he can lose that seat? Not very good. He he's, he just has he has the state on lockdown, right? Yeah. Well, he has the part of the state he needs to be on lockdown. Their state, Kentucky, is very much like Delaware. And if you're a Delawarean, you know what I mean. And if not, I'll explain it to you in 15 seconds or less. This state, Delaware, is basically, and they just refuse to admit it and get on with their lives. This state is essentially two states, Delaware. Okay, it's only got three counties because the state ain't that big. But Sussex County, which is the southernmost, is as red as the blood of red blood. Kent County in the middle is mostly red with a smattering of blue. And then above the picket wire, as we like to say, you got Newcastle County, which is blue, blue, blue. And that's where Wilmington is, is, which is the the Democrat stronghold, et cetera. Kentucky's kind of like that. Mitch is not doing well over the entire state. This Amy McGrath who's running against him is polling stronger than he is in a lot of these places, but he's going to get it. Louisville is the Kentucky Wilmington. And Mitch has been around for a long time and it's still Kentucky. Okay. Right. And she's a woman and she's a pilot, which means they all assume she's gay. And it's just all that all 1800 shit that goes on up there. So I don't have any illusions that Mitch is going to go away at least by political causes. All right. This is a fun one. And it made me go, wow, no kidding. The bill of rights adorns the walls. And that means like either engraved or inscribed or whatever you were saying. The bill of rights is adorned. (laughs) The bill of rights adorns the walls of the Supreme court building. Is that on the button or bullshit? I think, I think it does. Well, no, it's actually, I did that on purpose to be a little trick for you. It not the Bill of Rights, but boy, how ironic is this? What is inscribed, engraved, whatever they call it, chiseled on the walls of the Supreme Court building of the United States of America is the Ten Commandments. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, church and state. That was a crazy idea. (laughs) At one time, the late Justice, Supreme Court Justice Hugo Black was a member of the NAACP. Is that on the button? Or no, 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 no. I don't don't think think so. so. He was not. But get this. He was actually a member of the KKK. Yes. And this wasn't like in the 1800s. This dude was like in the 20th century. Well, that's like, what's that senator? um, Joe Biden. He was a Democrat. Bird. Senator Bird. Oh, Harry Bird, yeah. Well, that's the yeah. South. Anytime you start talking about the boys and, well, we don't like about why we get those people have that stereotype about the way we conduct ourselves. He was, the, he was a beloved. That's he right. Well, Democrat. that's because Harry had respect for the Negras. 
He didn't. <laughs> he didn't treat them like second class, third class citizens. He treated them like second, you know, two plus, two point oh. We loved our negras and we treated them with with respect. It's just that they expected us to give negras things that negras just don't need to have. You, you know, know what's weird? weird? It's it's and it wasn't that long. You're right. It wasn't that long ago that there were active clan members in our Senate in our, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah. Okay. To think that that, that, that is in recent history. Well, and don't kid yourself. Some of them now are members of QAnon and Al-Anon and AAA. And some of them, I understand, are even members of AARP. <laughs> oh, can't have that. Oh, no. One former Supreme Court justice, he's dead now, but one former Supreme Court justice is a member of the NBA Hall of Fame. Is that on the button? Or no, 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 no. No, I, I didn't think it was a justice. I thought it was just a senator. No, it's a qualified flip around trick question. Uh, Byron White, who was uh, selected for the Supreme Court in the Johnson administration, was nicknamed Wizard Byron Wizard White, and he is actually, or was, he's he's gone now. He was a member of the College Football and NFL Halls of Fame. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, the top yeah. floor of the building that houses the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court building, has a gym with a basketball court that amongst themselves they call the highest the highest court in the land. Is that on the button or bullshit? Bullshit. No, it's absolutely true. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Ruth Bader was up there working out right up to the minute she dropped yeah, I'm sure all of them are in the gym hard working. Oh, they're hard working. Abs of steel. And Amy Farrah Fowler is going to get free uh, free gym membership when she joins the club. All right, finally, only one person in American history has served as both the chief judge, and not at the same time, but in his lifetime. Only one person has served as both the chief justice of the Supreme Court and president of the United States, and that person was John Quincy Adams. Is that yuppa or no, 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 no? I don't even know. I'll just guess. I'd say yes. No, but I tricked you again. It was actually there was one, but it was William Howard Taft. Oh, Taft. He was chief. He was chief justice after he was president. It was the one you're looking for a gig. You know, you've been right. in the White House and you don't want to go back to work for a living. So what did, did the uh, that, well? There was talk about uh, Obama at some point being uh, still is. I think they do that just to rattle Donald's cage. I love when that shit comes up because he goes into cardiac arrest every time. In fact, speaking of Donald, by golly, we'll be right back in a minute. Check this out. <laughs> See, you take a picture, you make a few changes, and boy, the way you dress and the way you look makes all the difference in the world. What I'm talking about. All right, we gave up on the superstar thing because, frankly, Dave and I just don't think anybody deserves it anymore. But I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be more like Dave. I want to be Dave when I grow up. So I've been seeking out, and Dave can do it too. We just haven't had a chance to connect on this stuff. Finding some kind of good news somewhere. And by golly, in the category of well, around here, when we find something that makes us happy and is positive, we say, we celebrate, we say, blab a dab a doo. Blab a dab a doo. All right. This, uh, 
This is cool. It's just cool. And it's self-explanatory, so I won't say any more than just give this a look listen. The economic fallout from the coronavirus pandemic has Southern California's homeless crisis at critical levels. The situation is so dire, some people are now living in shipping container communities. CNN's Paul Verkamen is in Newport Beach. Well, is this solution working? Well, we're seeing now a groundswell to this infancy. We know that there's a veterans uh, facility here called Potter's Lane. Uh, that's a shipping container community. We're seeing it in other spots. One thing that's the key to Los Angeles is there's a social worker who lives in the container homes, and that social worker guides people through everything from how to pay rent to transportation, that sort of thing. We met up with John Kilgore, a father in his early 60s, five children. They had been couch surfing, floor surfing, moving from friend's spot to friend's spot. And finally, he got a call from the People's Concern and Flyaway Homes. They are partners in a project, and they told him, we've got the keys to your shipping container homes. He had suffered through bad times, but when he walked in, the family was ecstatic. We came in, and, you know, and then with it being furnished and everything, we had everything needed in there. All we had to do was bring what little clothes we had. So that house has four bedrooms. It's made up of four containers. It has a bathroom and a kitchen. Many other projects are in the pipeline in Southern California. And Flyaway Homes has three in the pipeline, another one under construction. So we're watching this closely to see if this is a solution. What the advocates say is they can build these faster, they can get it through the design process more quickly, and these homes, these container homes, are malleable. You can move them and put them in an odd-shaped lot. So we're going to watch and see if this ends up being a long-term solution as they're experimenting with this throughout Southern California, Fred. You know... I saw that, and I just saw that. I noticed September, December, September twenty fifth on the on the date thing on the video there, but it was just posted online this this week, which which caught my eye. And I promise I won't rant, but but this is the kind of stuff that whoever gets chosen to lead a country, or whoever gets chosen to be in a position of privilege to to serve the country, this is the kind of stuff these people are supposed to be doing from the top on down. This is the kind of shit they're supposed to be working on. They're not supposed to be tweeting and jerking off to Fox and Friends. They're not supposed to be walking around the country talking about, you know, did the you whole say jerking off or tu- tubing off. I did. Well, it's, it's tubing. <laughs> you don't tubing off. You just tubing, like like tubing, because of the tube and the tubing. It's a verb, not a noun. Um, anyway, I said I wouldn't rant. And I won't. But that's like, yeah, there you go. And how complicated is that? It's, it's, it's very inexpensive. And I tell you what, I've stayed in Motel 6s that are raunchier than that. It was very attractive and, uh, uh, yeah. and pleasant. Well, Why not? I, uh, let me put something in the back of your mind. Uh, and, and you'll think this is very sinister. How do you know that Trump is not behind this? You know, I'm just I'm asking. I'm asking. Then I'll answer your question honestly. Because if he was... There would have already been a hundred tweets with him taking the credit. He would have already done at least five interviews on Fox News, if not assorted other places, right. taking the credit. And each and every malleable shipment container home would have big ass, ugly ass, lame ass, gold lame letters on him spelling out T R U M P. That's how I know. Well, you know what? You know, you know what gave it away to me? The the fact that I think he is. They said they're movable. 
you put the undocumented immigrants in there, then you pick them up, put them on boats, send them back to Mexico. Oh, he doesn't have the brains. <laughs> he doesn't have the sense God gave a pile of shit to come up with an idea like that. <laughs> And he's not interested because that, that is dastardly. dastardly. You know, because you know, and again, not we we promise you can't help. It's like it's like herpes. We try to move away. It's 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 Godfather Three syndrome. Every time we stop talking about Donald, he pulls us back in. Ugh. He, you know, no, you know, he's heard that they're shipping containers and they're movable. Like that's a good way to get the undocumented. It is, but he's not interested in that. He doesn't give a shit about that. He wants, he wants to, where's the wall? Nobody's talked about the wall for months. Where's the wall? There is no fucking wall. Let's do, uh, let's do rim shots. Got an exciting new rim shot guy introducing the uh, segment there in case you saw that. Dave's on the slight delay to be a minute before he sees. I am, I am way on the delay. Okay, well, you're about to see the new the new guy. Am I the new Rimshot guy? Well, as soon as you see them, let me put a camera on here. There we go. Did you see it yet? No. I'm on a, um, a long delay. Well, the drop frames there. isn't too bad on It's no more than it was before. But, again, zip on YouTube. So if you want to check us out, we may just drop Facebook and go to the YouTube channel for our live streams. from. And then we, we can post the Facebook. Facebook. I mean, post the YouTube thing on Facebook later, the link. That's right. Well, I'm going to get, yeah. We'll we'll take care of that. Our executive production staff will take care of that. Yes, it's you. Okay, yeah, it's still not popped out. It's it's yeah. you, but it will you know you'll see it. Just oh, wait, okay. wait till the show's over, and then it'll pop up on your screen. <laughs> so, I'll see it tomorrow morning. There you go. So let's do rip shots anyway. All right, the Beastie Boys have uh, authorized their song "Sabotage" uh, for use in a Biden campaign. It is the first time that they've ever given any kind of permission to a, any kind of candidate for using one of their songs, although. Reports are that the uh, Biden folks only went to the Beastie Boys after they couldn't get an okay from the Beatles. They wanted to use one of the Beatles songs for the Joe Biden campaign. Former Trump propaganda minister Steve Bannon says that if Trump loses in two weeks, he will run again in 2024. If he doesn't win, you haven't seen the last of Donald Trump, Bannon said. Now, constitutional experts point out that although a former president can run for a third non-consecutive term, he or she must meet three other requirements. They must be a natural-born American citizen, they must be 35 years of age or older, and they must not be in federal prison doing 25 to life for tax fraud and tax evasion. <laughs> Researchers say that sleeping, speaking of it, sleeping in may actually add... I'm tired, God, I'm tired. May add, I'm so tired. <laughs> Mr. Bond, it's exhausting. <laughs> Researchers say that sleeping in may actually add years to your life and that daily naps can also increase life expectancy. And they also determined in their research that Joe Biden is projected to live another 97 years. Don't tell me I'm not an equal opportunity satirist. And this is for Dave, a virtual conference, and for Tubin, a virtual conference held by the uh, Society of Vertebrate Paleontology got hung up because the Zoom filter kept muting the words bone, hell, ball, stroke, wang, jerk, knob, stroke, stream, erection, dyke, Crack, enlargement, lies, and beaver. How are you going to have a paleontology forum and not talk about cracks and beavers and dikes and erections and stuff? I mean, it's all stone. Okay. Now, obviously, 
The final night's panel discussion had to be canceled, too. It was scheduled to be the Paleozoic era and the ramifications of that period's... Ship his fuck on cocksucker motherfucker and tits. <laughs> A crowd pleaser at all He time. said tits. He said pussy. As parting shots. All right, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? You know who Ice Cube is, right? I do. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I saw him on CNN the other morning. Um, he uh, he's, he was getting a lot of flack because people thought he was working with Donald Trump. But he came up with this uh, idea. He called it a contract with black America because he said he's sick of uh, election just like, well, everything is promised to the blacks and nothing's done, right. you know, and, and he's, he said and it's been regardless if it's a Democrat or a Republican that's in, in office, uh, it's the same thing. Right. So he, he came up this 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 concept of contract with black America and uh, that would address racial inequalities in the, in the in local communities and the business world, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So he went to both campaigns um, and uh, Biden's campaign uh Said, yeah, let, let, let's talk about this. Um, we'll, we'll really get into this after the election, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a more of the same. You know what I mean? Okay. So then the Trump campaign basically talked to him a little bit and said, yeah, let's, let's sit down. So they sat down and mm-hmm. worked. And, I, and so but he's getting a lot of flack because the one campaign sat down with him and, and he talked to him. He's like, I'm not supporting anybody. I just talked to the people that would talk to me. A valid point. You know I mean? A valid point. It reminds me of the old thing about the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans when it comes to a military. You know, the Democrats want a small military and they want to send it everywhere, and the Republicans want a huge military and they don't want they to don't send want it anywhere. <laughs> My take on what you just said would be that you know the Trump campaign would sit down with them now and then tell them to fuck off after they win the election, whereas Biden would say, "We'll talk about it after the election." And once he did win the election, he'd sit down with them and they'd try to do something. So no, he said that he tell them to fuck off after. Oh no! Yeah, I, I thought, thought that, that was, was an interesting. interesting uh, that was very insightful for ICE. We're tired of just giving our votes to a candidate. I agree. I think it's a wonderful idea, and and I'm going to say I want to say, but let me say, and the the harsh reality is that unplug the black vote or the black concern from the scenario there, and plug in any other group of anybody who needs assistance, assistance or encouragement or support. And it's the same story. Yeah. Part of the problem with this country, a large part of the problem with this country is this country. Yeah. Yeah. The software hasn't been rebooted in a long, 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 long time. And this country lives too many people live in this country of the belief that it's, you know, if every time I hear somebody pull that old fucking America, love it or leave it, I just want to go, you know what? Shut up. That's ridiculous. It's a stupid thing to say. You think it's patriotic, but it's not. It's just stupid. If your software wasn't working, you know, if think of it that way, America, America, the original 1.0 or, or DOS or beta right. or whatever the hell it is. Well, after 250 plus years, maybe it's time for America 2.0. doesn't mean you, you get rid of it. It means you take what works and keep it and you improve upon what doesn't work and then you you know, you run at the test, you do the thing. I mean, I know this all just, I can see people in the Midwest who might stumble upon listening to this or watching us and, they, and they're going, 
what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> this is America. Love it or leave it. <laughs> you know, it's no one. You know why this is this right now? Just that thought right yeah. there makes me think that this is why Tubin just leaned back and went. I don't want to listen. <laughs> I don't want to listen to this bullshit anymore. But yeah, I think it's a great. Yeah, yeah I, 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 thought I thought it was an interesting, interesting idea. It is. What else you got? Uh, I, I appear on, on a on an album that's coming out uh, at the beginning of November. It's a Neil Diamond tribute album, ten songs by my good friend Saul Off. And we're going to be playing two concerts, uh, the Milton Theater on November 22nd and the Smyrna Opera House on November 20th, Friday and Sunday. So uh, go online, sawonoff.com, get your tickets, see me play live for a change. That'll, that'll How are you guys going to do that with the social distancing and all that? Uh, they're limiting the ticket. I think the opera house is to like 130, 125 or 130 seats, and, and they, it's less than half capacity. Okay. So some audience better than no audience at all. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know the the, uh, the tickets are going fast from from what I was told. But uh, it'll be nice to play live. I played well, of course it is. You guys are well known, you especially because you're part of the Mike Hines thing and your own musical credibility in this area. And you guys, you know, you guys have become inadvertently as a result of this COVID thing. You guys have become like forbidden fruit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, so we have a chance to have them. Ooh, we're, we're, we're very, uh, we're very, I was very, I was very lucky, lucky that Saul asked me to be involved, involved in this project. project you know? he, he called he me in the middle of the pandemic, pandemic and said, hey, hey um, why don't you come, you and me in this entire huge, huge opera, opera house with Mike, Mike drums, drums up, up mm-hmm. run, run through, through the songs. songs. So I, I went, went up there three nights and knocked out all ten songs. And it sounded really good. I've listened to the final mixes and then. I'm sure you know. I'm sure it does. Yeah. I, and clearly, he, you know, he was excited and anxious to have you. And clearly, you know, the other eleven drummers he called first couldn't make it. No, you're highly regarded. By the way, Dave's too modest to say anything about it. But I'm going to break the news because I don't sure it's, it's ready yet. They're still mixing it. Last time I heard, and he didn't want to spring it until it was finally done. But but believe it or not. You know, Dave sings as well in the band. He's not a featured singer because he's the drummer and he provides background vocals and stuff like that. But, but he's got quite the voice. And for quite a while, he told me this and he's going to be mad at me for springing it. But sometime after the first of the year, look forward to Dave's album as a solo singer. Dave Simmons sings the Adele songbook. It's going to be pretty damned exciting. I'll be rolling rolling in the the deep. deep. Just rolling in the deep alone (laughs) is worth the price of admission. And you haven't lived until you've heard Dave Simmons sing. Hello, hello, <laughs> in the do, and not to be confused with, you know, uh, what's his name, Lionel Richie, Lionel hello, Richie. hello, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, there's Neil Diamond circling back, hello again, hello, there's yes. just a whole lot of hello socks, so there's that. All right, I was going to make a maudlin piece out of this, but I want to just throw it out real quick, and then we can say au revoir. wanted to give everybody an update who was interested, because we talked about this, I'm throwing up a picture that I threw up last, uh, I put up, I shouldn't say throw up, it sounds like I'm I'm regurgitating. Uh, and don't be dismayed, just because the picture has taken the camera off, I'm not making any strange moves in my lap at this moment. Um, this is I some, am. This is, <laughs> it's Dave's turn. This is Savannah, I don't want to give last names because I don't want idiots to get involved. Uh, this is the young lady that we've been talking about for the last few weeks. She was uh, seriously hammered by COVID in the early summer, hospitalized, almost died. She was in the hospital for a week. Uh, she came out of that seemingly 
okay and recuperating and had a pretty, but she's very young, very healthy, very strong. She has no underlying conditions whatsoever. Uh, I shared about two weeks ago, I guess, that I got a post from the family that said that she was experiencing excruciating pain running from one side of her chest to another through the rib cages in various places. Uh, they couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. They were going to have a, uh, but they found some um, issues in her blood cells. So they were going to give her some tests. And I think that's where we left it last week when I uh, offered up just an update for folks who've been following in this and are interested in it and want to help out with thoughts, prayers, vibes, etc. Uh, her dad is named Craig. He's a friend of mine. This is how this all came about in Nashville. He posted, um, this is three days ago. He posted not this picture, but he posted this post very quickly. Dear friends, we prayed for a diagnosis for Savannah and God answered our prayers. It's pains me to tell you it's a tough bit of news. The bone marrow biopsy has revealed that she has acute leukemia. The monster has a name and now we have a target and a plan. As I type, she's being taken to the Sarah Cannon Cancer Center here in Nashville where she will begin chemotherapy. She will be isolated for four weeks to protect her while her immune system is weakened. Sadly, we cannot be with her during this time, but we can visit with her through a glass window. Right now, they believe the treatments will be a six-month process. It's very aggressive, and they're following a very aggressive treatment. The lead doctor believes that they can cure her. This is obviously news we didn't want to hear. Savannah is young, strong, determined, and courageous, strong support system, blah, blah, blah. We thank you for your continued prayers for our little sweetie. I'm going to give this 15 seconds, 20 seconds. I promise I won't rant. I don't know this girl personally. I know the family, and this guy and I used to work together in Nashville. She's young. She's strong. She's healthy. She didn't have anything wrong with her when COVID hit her in the early summer. I'm not a doctor. I don't know that this is the result of, but I, if somebody gave me a thousand dollars and said, you got to put the money on the table, you got the balls to do that or not. I'd slap it down on the table and I'd say, I will bet you this thousand dollars that this leukemia, if not a direct cause of or caused by, it is a side effect. In other words, maybe she had leukemia in some teeny tiny little cell of a dormant place that never would have sprung to life had she not caught the COVID virus. But we've been talking about this for weeks, the collateral damage this virus does. And Dave's insightful pointing out some weeks ago that one of the insidious things, the major insidious thing about this virus is that it seems to affect so many people in so many different ways. It's not just, well, you get a bad cough there for a few weeks and you puke a little and then you're okay. People are losing their kidneys, their livers, their hearts. Heart attacks yeah. are killing them. Brain lesions are showing up. This is just, it's its literally a killer virus. And now this young, strong girl has acute, and notice her dad didn't say leukemia. And he's not a chicken little guy. He said acute leukemia. So, thoughts, prayers, vibes, if you'd like to continue. Yeah, her name is Savannah, and there's a GoFundMe page. If you're interested in that, and I know a lot of people have their hands out for things, but if you're interested in that, message us at the at the Blab page or the or one of our Facebook pages, and I'll get you the information as to how you can help out if you want to do that. I'm not going to broadcast their names. Well. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to broadcast their names for the obvious reasons. But you know what? And I, I even it, it's terrible, and and it affects for, without rhyme or reason. It affects people. Well, I told you the scenario where my my friend, his wife, and his 83 year old sickly mother, she came down with it. The mother came down with it. She she recovered just fine. Yeah, and she was sickly. And the wife had a flu, flu-like symptoms, and he ended up in intensive care. And he was the healthiest of the three. 
I wrote a short piece that I was going to tag on the end of this, and I tossed it back and forth with myself as to whether or not to do it because it does. I rationalized it by saying I was real subtle, so I'm not really politicizing. But then again, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. For that reason, I'm not going to do it. Okay, I'm not going to politicize her circumstance, except to say this, and this is not pre pre written. This is just me right now for the last ten seconds here. Okay, this country, I deserve it. Okay, fuck the rest of it. I deserve it. Dave deserves it. Our loved ones, your loved ones, their loved ones, his loved ones, everybody in this country who's got a brain in their fucking head deserves this. They deserve somebody in the White House who takes these kind of things seriously and does whatever they can do to make it better and to heal and to save and to prevent. Anything else is unacceptable from a human standpoint, let alone a political standpoint. I'm not even going to, you know, I'm not even going to bother with this. So this is what you need to do on Election Day. If you don't know that by now, then do me a favor. Don't ever tune in here again because I don't want to know you. Anyway, good thoughts, vibes, and prayers to uh, (laughs) Savannah and uh, the family. And again, if you're interested in helping out in some way besides just Whoever or whatever you pray to, let me know, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Oh, and uh, one last thing. Ship his fuck on cocksucker motherfucker and tits. <laughs> Which George Carlin, I think, one time in this in the bit when he did it years ago, used to talk about it being the coolest law firm in town. But I'm not. Uh... Yes, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Nothing else. Nothing, Nothing else. else. And by I the way, the, the debate. Yeah, apparently Benny's chewing on the FedEx guy. If. Uh, if we will be back next week, the debate, yah yah yah, supposed to happen tomorrow night. If so, and we'll talk about it. And if not, because they're going to mute his mic. Why? Because well, because you know he's Donald and he can't keep his mouth shut. So check that out. Have fun with it. Be safe. Wear the mask. Peace and love, as Ringo would say. Peace, Peace and love. love. Peace we'll and see love. you all next time on the, the Blab. Blab.